Hello, and welcome to the Bookish Banter Podcast, where we'll be sharing our opinions about our favorite books, authors, and bookish impulse buys. Follow along on our journey to finishing and sharing our endless TBR. Go ahead and subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Let's get started. Hello, how's it going? Good, good. How are you? Long time no see. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I ask the same every every single episode. It's like, hi, how are you? Like, I get a new. I need to do like a new tagline or something. <laughs> how is it going? I don't know. Like, I don't know what to ask. Anyways, very excited to chat. <laughs> we are doing the continuation of the Crown of Nixia, Crowns of Nixia mm-hmm. series, the novella by Krista Broadbent, Six Scorched Roses. Yes. Yes, this was a, I think I might be a novella girly because I have not read one in quite some time and I smashed this one. Yeah, 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 me too. I think I read this in two days. It was, it was great. I really enjoyed this one. I really liked it too. It was very, it was a very, I am glad the order that I read it in because I was kind of sad finishing Ashes in the Stardust King. So I was very ready Mm -hmm. to take this on and I'm glad I read it second because I think if I had read it, beforehand and then finished I would have been much harsher than the already harshness that I was with the second book okay interesting interesting so I read it between the two main books Mm -hmm. and I'm glad that I read it between the two main books because it introduces some characters yes who become quite important in Ashes and the Stardust whatever the name is King so yeah I think actually so I was quite critical of the first book you enjoyed the first book more than I did yeah so I thought it lacked a bit of the world building, which I think we managed to get some of that in the novella. So yeah. I appreciated what she did in the novella. And actually, it it made me more excited to read the second book. Okay. Unfortunately, that ship crashed and burned, as anyone who has really listened don't. to the previous episode knows. <laughs> totally valid. Yeah, I think for me, because like, I didn't. I didn't read the synopsis beforehand because I usually don't do that. So I wasn't sure who was it about. And I was like, I'm going to wait until I'm like halfway through Ashes and the Stardust King so I can figure out because I knew it was part of the world, but I wasn't sure if it was going to be characters we'd already met or new people. So I'm glad that I didn't read the synopsis until I had already met Vale and Lilith. Mm-hmm. And then going into it, I was like, okay, I-, I hope this one is good. And it redeemed like the series for me a little bit. Yeah. Because I liked this one a lot better than the second one. But yeah, I'm glad I didn't because I think I would have been more sad knowing like, oh, I really, really loved this one. And then mm-hmm. like the second full book was like, me, I'm like, mm-hmm. should I love it? <laughs> should I love them? I don't know. So I'm glad I read it afterwards because I feel like I'm allowed to love it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I did read the synopsis before I started reading it, Perfect. which had me very confused because we're meeting Lilith and Vale and like, what? Did, did I miss these characters in the first book? What is happening? Right. So I thought maybe this is going to take place like for the events of the first book, like even like hundreds of years ago. How is it all going to tie in? But did it put, take place like concurrently, would you say? Maybe around the same time as the events of the first one? Um, Yeah, I would say like maybe around the time or just before. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Or just after? Because by the end, because by the end, Rain has succeeded in his coup and Vale is going to go join right. him as yeah. so I think it's happening simultaneously as this the first book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I will say so Lilith's character is kind of interesting in Ashes and the Stardust King. He does like have one conversation Rain, the main character, has one conversation with her. I think that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And he makes a comment that like she is a turned vampire and that's why she's so 
abrupt but we find out in this one that's actually not why she is like I would say neurodivergent I think in Mm -hmm. some form Mm -hmm. and so it's not just that she's a turn vampire it's that she has like felt like she always struggled to kind of find her way in society and all that kind of stuff and I really liked that part of her character and I like that it didn't change at any point in time even after she became a vampire she's still very blunt and like all that kind of stuff so I I really I enjoyed her character quite a bit yeah, me too. I agree with what you just said. I think she is supposed to be neurodivergent. Um, it's not explicitly stated, but there's definitely clear hints of it throughout the, the, the novella. She doesn't really make eye contact with other people. She says what she's thinking at any given time. She doesn't really cope well with emotions or expressing emotion towards other people. She's super smart, really, really smart. She's, you know, smarter than anyone, I think, we've we've met in any of the books to be honest with you correct correct yes i would agree with that statement (laughs) i did question at some point if part of her personality was just trauma related if that was how she was dealing with everything or if she was supposed to be neurodivergent either way it it worked for me really well yeah so i'm a fan of lilith yeah yeah same So we start at the very beginning. She kind of talks about how she was born with some sort of sickness that's never explained. So Mm -hmm. that did like irritate me just a little bit because I was like, what is this disease that she has that like she was born sick? I I guess I was just like for my own curiosity's sake. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I thought the part with her dad was really interesting at the very beginning. And, you know, her mom dies from her sister's birth. And then we get this weird disease that is like really gross and creepy to me. I found Mm -hmm. it to be very odd. Yes, To be honest, I found a lot of it odd if I think about it too closely. Because, so she's born, as you said, with some disease. But she, does she survive on her own? Or does her father make a deal with the god right after she's born? No, I think... Or does he make a deal with the god after when she's a teenager? So I think he made a deal when she was a teenager because her mother had died. And then when she was, like, Mm -hmm. 13 or whatever, when he's out in the fields, he's, like, can't take it that, like, another person in his family is going to die. So he, like, makes a deal with that one and is, like, if you save my daughter, you can curse the village. I I don't know what that deal was, and I I wanted to know more about it. But that was my assumption was, like, Mm -hmm. he made a deal that said, like, you're going to stay healthy. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, like, she said that. She's like, oh, I've been dying since I was little. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't experience, like, any symptoms. Like, you don't exhibit any symptoms Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have guessed that you were sick in any way and then you're talking about your sister being sick with this like skin sloughing disease yeah I don't (laughs) and like people just literally turn into dust like skin dust yeah it was really gross I didn't really understand it I mean I realized that you know layers of skin there's we have multiple layers of course but like just how many layers of skin were they losing every day and I don't know like if I'm being really gruesome, do they, does it happen gra- really gradually? Like, do they eventually lose all their skin, but so their muscle, you can see the muscle and are they still alive at this point? Does it keep going until it's all bone or once they the were skin talking- is gone, they're gone? Yeah. She was talking about the funeral pyres and then she was like, oh, it took us half an hour to sweep up like their body from the church. And I'm like, so do they just like poof? Like everybody just turns in dust. I, I don't know. I was so confused by that notion. Although I guess it doesn't really matter. It just was very weird to no, me. No, it doesn't. No, we're she spent a lot of ass. time describing this disease and then like didn't talk about how, like, yeah. Cause she talks about her sister getting like being like sunken and like her eyes being, you know, like sunken in her body, like losing all its like shine or whatever. And then I'm like, okay, but like, 
uh, yeah, again, organs coming out, bones peeking out. Like, what is the vibe here? Do we just like <laughs> Voldemort style, you know? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that is a great question. Great, great question. Is this, yeah, is this a Professor Quirrell situation? Like, please tell me. I don't know. Mm -hmm. a lot of harry potter references it today. doesn't matter but yeah <laughs> yeah um i almost wish we got maybe like five or so more pages about Vale and how he became part of this like town and like lived in this thing and she's just like you know page like seven she's like i'm going mm -hmm. to this house and it's like a lurky vampire's house and i get that we didn't because it's a novella but i almost wish there was more information about that in the beginning like my dad made a deal and then you know this vampire moved in blah 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 or like you know what i mean something like that that could have just been like mm -hmm. a paragraph or two about mm -hmm. him because it, it was like abrupt that she just ends up there yes it was abrupt that she just ends up there but my understanding is the whole town knows that he's there and they're all more or less okay with it they kind of coexist where does he get his food does he Great not question. eat any of the humans or does he eat like the willing humans because we we are introduced to the fact that some humans or like blood donors, as it were, as in they willingly go and feed vampires. So maybe there's someone in this town who, who does that for him. I don't know. We're never told. Yeah. But if not, then what does he do? Does he just eat animals? And if so, why has he decided to exist like this? Yeah. And that other vampire that like she finds sort of like halfway through the book, I'm like, who is this chick? Like, mm -hmm. where'd she come from? If you're in the human lands, right? They're not like. Yes. Yeah, I, I was very curious about that as well because he's like never tempted by her. Again, maybe this is that goes back to what we were talking in the very first episode about how the, the Rishand are like more in control of their like instincts or what have you perhaps, but mm -hmm. that he doesn't like ever feel tempted by her. But I agree, like I was very confused by that. And then I was like, oh, this new vampire just shows up and like then disappears and we never hear from her again and she's not relevant. So maybe she'll be relevant in like a later book. But yeah, for the purposes of this book she's just there to have sex with Vale and leave <laughs> yeah just to like give Lilith a, an awkward moment I think I guess yeah great question I was assuming he was eating the the deer in the woods and then other vampires mm -hmm. that were coming by to hang out that was my thought don't know great Maybe. great question yeah. <laughs> but I feel similarly like he seems to be very isolated and then come to find out he's not how far away is he from this actual town I don't know it's giving me Beauty and the Beast vibes it's yes like definitely wandering off into the woods to like go make mm -hmm. a deal with this guy did you get what the roses were for like at all or did you have like an inkling or anything like that no I didn't no I didn't know where we were going with the roses I thought that she was maybe tricking him the whole time yeah and that there was nothing special about the roses but she just kept convincing him that there was and he just wanted to believe her and that it was all just one big joke but obviously it wasn't. I mean, we find out that they were God blessed or whatever. But like, what does that do for anybody? Nothing. I think, yeah, nothing. I mean, that was the whole point, right? Is what we were saying in the other episode. Like the gods are just fickle. They're just playing yeah. with the humans. So like the God grants her father his wish, but is very cruel about it because nothing else grows this disease sweeps through the town and the only plot of land where anything can grow is the roses which as you just said are useless like yeah they don't provide not anything apart from something pretty to look at yeah i thought it was a very weird thing that she gave him them too though i was like i kind of understand but like 
I don't know if you didn't fall in love with him or whatever, like what use would he have for like mm-hmm. never dying roses? You know, like that was a very weird mm-hmm. thing to be like, I'm going to trade you something so unique after you come to his house and you see all this unique stuff. Like, what does he care about mm-hmm. a rose that like an enchanted rose giving beauty and the beast? You know, I I haven't actually crossed onto it, but now that you've mentioned it twice, I'm like, wow, this is beauty and the beast retelling. Like, you have the outsider in the town, the woman that nobody understands because she's not like anyone else. Yeah. She falls in love with a horrible creature in this mansion on the outskirts of town. And then the town folk will rise up against him. And there's even a magic rose. My God, how did I not put two and two together? While it's I was raining. <laughs> she's lost. Men attack, a.k.a. wolves. She literally she says, save her. she said a, a line in there where it was like, there was five of them circling like wolves. And I was like, Matt. <laughs> I was like, oh man, this is giving Disney. It's giving. Maybe that's why I enjoyed this so much because I love Beauty and the Beast. So. I do too. And like, there's a lot of Beauty and the Beast, like quote unquote Beauty and the Beast retellings. And I really liked that this was mm-hmm. so similar. And it was like the good parts of Beauty and the Beast where it's like, grumpy man, a misunderstood, you know, people come in attack. Like, it's not the part where he like puts her father in a dungeon. Like, part of it and nothing animates itself and talks to her but yeah it was it definitely gave me that vibe and i i kind of liked it and i like that she you know was like going back and forth to the town but there's a couple parts where i was like mm, is this mm, i don't know i think i've seen this one before uh yeah, yeah it was good though I, yeah i just was a little curious about the roses i was like i don't really get like the vibe we're going for here and like how relevant they were i i was just like why would he care if you hadn't fallen in love like why would he care about them mm-hmm. you know yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I just think, realistically, there was nothing she could offer him at all. These are the most unique thing that she owns. And I mean, they are unique, but they just serve no purpose. Yeah, that's very fair. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I like their deal that they make, and she goes to see him, like, every month or what have you. And I thought it was really cool, the concept of her, like, using science and magic and her saying that a lot and, like, referencing, you know, that other guy in the town and, and him helping her and all those sorts of things. But I just didn't really understand, like, if you guys have lived in this town with this guy who's been here for, like, 200 years or so, why are we all of a sudden, mm-hmm. not all of a sudden, but, like, if you have never done anything about him before, what is so wrong with her, like, going to visit him? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Other than the fact that you guys think that, like, mm-hmm. the god has cursed you because he lives there or whatever... But it's like, if you guys, mm-hmm. no one's done anything about it. So, like, why does it really matter, yeah. you know? Yeah, I think it's supposed to be just prejudice, just small-mindedness, maybe. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We don't like what we don't understand. Right. Almost as if it's a message from Disney. <laughs> and they yeah. live happily ever after. I don't after. know. It feels like, but honestly, it feels to me like the main person who had a problem with this was the priest. Yeah. So I wonder if this was just, again, another commentary about priests, religion, prejudices. But like, because he was always praying to the god of, what was it, like the harvest or something. Yeah. Whereas all the vampires are Nyaxia's children. So is this a situation of if you only pray to one god, you don't believe in the other gods or you do believe in them but you you're against them is it like a religion versus religion thing yeah it's not it's never really explained yeah Yeah, and is this like the gods i think for me i was thinking like because the pantheon like the white pantheon hates her so much it was like anything to do with her Mm -hmm. sucks and like all the gods are kind of Mm -hmm. against her but then they talk about how like they 
these gods like just didn't seem to care about them either so i found that to be very weird and i i kind of like the idea of the acolytes like coming into the house and stuff like that and her her like having a meltdown and being like oh i was so you know lazy and like reckless or whatever but at the same time it's like how would they know who this guy like that she was like talking to the vampire you know what i mean like what what gave it away the ravens you know i don't know that part to me was a little strange like all of a sudden her friend shows mm-hmm. up and is like oh you have to go they're gonna go attack him or whatever and it's like how would that like i don't understand D- how did you guys figure that out you know what i mean yeah i mean she kept mentioning that she can only use his blood in like really small quantities yeah. for like really small amounts of time because the other god will find out about it and it will come down and curse them again which because gods are real in this world it's difficult to know how much is just belief and how much right. is a real possibility. As in, is this just something that she was made to believe by the priest in the town that whatever you do, a god will come down and smite you? Or is it actually real right. that another god will feel the presence or the essence of vampires and this would be reason enough for him to get angry? I don't know. And it's just not ever fully explained. Well, and then she talks about, like, the lenses that she bought for her microscope and how they were going to, like, they would crack or whatever the longer he yeah. used it. When she shows Vale his blood in her, in his house, and she's like, oh, it should be smoking by now, and it's not. I was like, yeah, I kind of had that feeling, like, is this just, like, a mental thing? Or are you, like, mm-hmm. overwhelming the magic itself by, like, trying to do, you know, like, branch out? Or, right, is it because it's, like, vampire blood? Question mark? I don't know. That to me like didn't really make sense because I was like sometimes you talked about how you could look at it all the time and it was fine and then other times it was like the lens cracked so I'm like is that I know kind of what you were getting at but at the same time it also would make sense to me if it was just like overuse of like the magic from trying to solve mm-hmm. this because there was points in times where it didn't do anything and you were like looking at it with the thing for a while. Mm. Yeah and I also feel like probably people saw her going to the house. And, you know, they just became suspicious over time. And yes, the dozens of ravens arriving every day, perhaps, were also a bit suspicious. (laughs) Probably a little suspicious. Yeah. So when she gets attacked initially and she spends like a week at at Vale's house and is like hanging out recovering, I Mm -hmm. thought her sister was going to be dead when she got back. Did you think that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did too as well. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, this is taking care of this poor sister. Yeah, this is the trauma that sends her over the edge that makes her turn into a vampire. Cool, cool, cool. That's it. But it wasn't. It wasn't. So Hmm. that part for me was a little weird, I think, with the pacing of her being like, oh, we're running out of time. And it always felt like she had like days, if not hours. And then it would be like weeks would pass and months would pass. And her sister is still alive. Hmm. So I thought Hmm. that was a little bit weird. I was like, you seemed really desperate when you left in the middle of a thunderstorm. To go to Vale's mm-hmm. house to get more blood from him or whatever. It hadn't even been a full month and you seem really desperate. And then you get so hurt that you're literally gone for what, like two weeks, essentially. Mm-hmm. And your mm-hmm. sister's just like, I was worried about you. I was like, I thought you were dead. Like, I'm dead, dead. <laughs> you know, I thought you'd swept yourself away. Yeah, because I mean, I guess the original deal would have lasted six months, right? Because it was supposed to be yeah. one rose a month. So did she initially believe that her sister wouldn't live that long or that she would live that long? What was the calculation that she was using to try yeah. and foresee how long she had to actually come up with a cure? I wondered that as well. And I just felt like the sister was like eminently dying, like tomorrow dead. Yeah. You know, I was like, wow, this is yeah. this is really dark. And it wasn't. It wasn't that dark. She didn't die. No. She was totally fine. Hmm. 
happily ever yeah. after that Which girl. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad. Like, I think that would have been a lot to unpack in a novella. Definitely. Absolutely. But I thought that would be her turning point. Like, her sister died. Mm-hmm. There was nothing she could do about it. She would be like, I love you. Turn me into a vampire. Plot twist. That would okay, have been terrible. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So then why not just kill her? Why would... Because if she has nothing left to live for, why would she want to live forever? Well, she has nothing left to live for in this village, I guess she could say. So she would be like, oh, turn me into a vampire. Let's go back to your home. I don't know. That's very <laughs> fair. I guess she probably would have been distraught. All right. All right. You're right. I I will say I really did like her turning and I liked if you've read the first one like if you didn't just stumble upon this whatever what have you where he says the same line that was said to rain or ryan or whatever his name is of like do you want to live I really liked that when oh, I thought that mm-hmm, was really unique mm-hmm. and like kind of a fun like throwback to the first one of serpent in the wings at night mm-hmm. of her saying of him saying mm-hmm. the same thing that that he said mm-hmm. I hadn't linked those two together but yeah you're totally right yeah. yeah, I don't know if it was that like relevant, that but like in my head, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is kind of interesting that he asked the same question in like a desperation way. And like, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know if she was trying to just show, I don't know. I don't know what she was going for with that or if it mattered at all, but I liked that he asked the same question. Yeah, I know. I think, well, if she didn't mean anything by it, fine. If she did mean something by it, even better. But because I think it it does introduce, you know, a point of comparison between how Rain asked that same question when he was dying and how much he hates the man or the vampire who turned him into a vampire and how there was nothing benevolent about what Rain's sire or whatever you can call it in this world did for Rain whereas Vale was doing this really to save her life as an act of love right so it's an interesting comparison yeah yeah, like he, they talk so much about the turn vampires, and this is the only two like turnings we've seen, and they were both like so different. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. hoping that's what she did. If not, I just I caught her using the exact same line twice. <laughs> <laughs> but I did yeah. like that, you know, that he kind of gave her that choice, and you know, again, she's like three seconds away from dying from whatever disease. Again, I would have loved to have known what this ailment was that was like capturing the light from her, and how she never mm-hmm. like suspected that something was going on because she was like, death has been chasing my whole life. And she tells Vincent this and this, you know, big outburst of like all the things she's sad about. And I'm like, yeah, but you've never shown that you have like a disease or an issue. You don't have this problem Mm -hmm. that your sister has. So I'm confused as to like how you think you've made it this long. I don't know. That part was a little weird. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Because it seemed like she was on death's door as a baby. Yeah. Then as a teenager. And then it just paused. She's now in her thirties. Like, how did she not put two and two together? Great question. I feel like she really buried that trauma down deep. Like, she was just so focused really, on her sister yeah, and yeah. all that. But yeah, I wish we would have gotten maybe like one or two more pages of like what her disease was. Cause she just makes that mention of like, death followed me since I was a baby. And I'm like, okay, cool. But like, in what way? You know? So mm-hmm. I wish, yeah, I just yeah. wanted to know like what her ailment was. Because then I think as readers, we would have gotten more context clues of like, well, she hasn't felt you know, weak and tired and sad or whatever it is that like keeps her on death's door or what have you. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I I liked the pacing of this one. I will say that I did really like the pacing. I think it was interesting, especially having read, you know, a little bit more about the two of them, the way that Vale acted. And I thought it was really Mm -hmm. unique and like interesting for their personalities that he comes from being this kind of like playboy type of person to like, 
falling in love with a human and turning her. And I liked that it wasn't a very typical story of her asking him to turn her. I liked that it was like he really fell for her and then was like desperate for her to live. And I thought that was a lot mm-hmm. better for their characters too, because I was a little worried it was going to turn into like, I love you, turn me type of thing, not like a desperation thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. It's interesting. I didn't read Vale at all as a playboy. I know we're meant to think this because of the other vampire who shows up, but I just thought that that was like a one-off, you know, yeah. not that it's a constant thing. I think. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of read him as being a loner, someone who doesn't really form relationships. Yeah. Like he was just scratching an itch with the other vampire. Yeah. I think because I read the second one before I read this and just like Mm -hmm. Rain's internal monologue of like who he was, like Vale was like so shitty to me and like he just didn't treat me well. And like he was always Mm -hmm. there during these like, I don't know, orgies question mark that I always thought of Vale mm-hmm. as kind of being like not having a lot of like just messing around type of guy. Like I agree with you. I think he was a loner. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a lot of relationships and stuff, but I could definitely see him as being like someone who slept with a lot of people and didn't care about them type of thing. Like was just in it, mm-hmm. like you said, scratching an itch type of thing. So I I thought their relationship was interesting because I feel like the veil that we get as a character clearly loves knowledge and stuff. And I like that their relationship built on that, that like they both are people who want to like know things and be the best in their field and all that stuff. And I thought that was really cute and really well done. And I believed their mm-hmm. connection right from the beginning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I think they, there was just something between them from the get go, which again, makes it, makes me question if she can do that between two characters who have just met yeah. in this book, why was it not working for me? in the other books because it's the same author we're in the same world why is this not working it's a vampire and a human the same as in the other ones but there's just something missing in those whereas here it was like yeah there's the banter there's the teasing they are attracted to each other it it builds i think it builds logically you know it doesn't happen too fast it doesn't take too long it all just kind of fell into place quite well for me Yeah. And I think it's interesting too, because not that we've gotten this from Vale at any point in time, but like in general, the vampires in this, in this world find humans to be so lowly. So I find it interesting that Mm -hmm. he ended up here in the first place. And then the level of like respect he treats her with, or not like respect necessarily at the very beginning, but like curiosity that he treats her with, I find it to be very interesting because everybody else in this series, it seems just like has no regard for human life. And I didn't yeah. find it unbelievable either. I wasn't like, well, this doesn't make any sense because everyone else feels this way. I was like, oh, Vale's just like a very unique character. And like, he is really different. He's a lot like Rain. Like, you know, he has a different view of things or whatever, which I don't know why, because we were never told that. We were never like given that inkling at any point in time that Vale was like a different kind of vampire. But I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I really, I was sold from the beginning. I really liked them. I think, like you said, the pacing was good. The banter was good. Their relationship building was great. I think my problem is I don't like the female main character that is like almost the I didn't know I was pretty until someone told me and that's the vibe Mm -hmm. I get from Oriya nobody told me I was powerful so I've been like a sad meek little girl and now that someone has I'm just the baddest badass that ever lived like it's giving Katniss in like the worst Mm -hmm. way you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so I think that's what bothered me because Lilith was always just like yeah I know I'm super smart but I'm also really awkward and this guy's hot and this is fun and like that was it you know that's like her whole character yeah and it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's fine. 
Yeah, yeah, I exactly. Yeah, I just I bought it. I she was very self aware. Yeah, and... I think that's what it was the self awareness because uh, because Oriya spends so much time trying to figure out who she is, and Lilith is just like, "This is me," and that's as good as it's gonna get. Yeah, this is me. Yeah. I also like that you know she she'd had a relationship before, or like yep. she was in you know they would have a physical relationship with that other guy who was from the university or whatever. So again, I like that we're not getting an inexperienced young woman with like a vampire who's obviously hundreds of years old and has right. slept with who knows how many people and that she's comfortable in her body. She's comfortable with who she is. It was, it was just good. Like, I think all yeah. the messages were on point. I liked also, we get a little bit about Vale, the fact that he is, interestingly, he doesn't seem to be so against the humans but mm -hmm. he is a little bit snobbish when it comes to turned vampires so he yes. does consider himself to be better because he is a born vampire right whereas turned vampires are less than and obviously this changes by the end of the book because he turns lilith into a vampire so i thought that was quite interesting as well yeah, yeah. in general i just thought they worked well together yeah, and I like that line that she says to him, too, where he, like, explains. He's like, oh, you know, not a lot of people survive the turning. It's just really difficult. And then she's like, but why don't you like them? And he's like, oh, because they're not pure. And then she's like, but wouldn't that make them the strongest of you all if they survived that mm -hmm. and you guys were just born? So I think that's a really mm -hmm. well done, like, switch for him, too, because you're like, he doesn't say anything back, right? He doesn't have a line. He's just like, hmm, that's interesting and thinks about it. And so I, mm -hmm. I like that because that was a very, like... I don't know if this is the right way to put it, but it's a very like see and don't tell type of thing where you're like, oh, okay, so that's the moment. We're going to see this later. And I don't feel like you had to openly explain that he was like, oh, that's interesting. I agree type of thing. You just get to see mm -hmm. that kind of push later. So I think, yeah, that was a really smooth transition. It was interesting. It was well done. And like, it is something to think about. You know what I mean? Because we have spent two books basically thinking everybody thinks turn vampires are, are less than, and then she makes one comment and you're like, well, she is in fact not wrong. You know, like <laughs> you guys just had to be born and these people like really went through it and 75% of them don't survive. And that's like crazy. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. What did you yeah. think about um the part where he gets attacked by the the acolytes and all the men from the town? I thought that was a exciting scene, I guess. Very graphic again, very violent. Yeah. I didn't fully understand how these random villagers who all probably had some sort of disease in which they were shedding all of their skin managed to overpower him. Was it because they dragged him into the sun? But again, like, how did they even manage to do that? I don't really know. That was my question. Yeah. Yeah. That was my question. Because she talks about how like most of them are dead and then there's like four or five of them left. And I'm like, okay, I get that he put up a fight, but again, you guys are villagers with like pitchforks and torches. Mm. Ha ha and like the house was like on fire when she got there. And then all of a sudden it's like magically not mm -hmm. on fire when they like get him in the library. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't get it. I just thought that part was weird because I know that it was 24 men, right? She talks about it being like two dozen men. So it's like, okay, that's 24 people. That's probably a lot to overpower, mm -hmm. but if you're in my house and it's dark in my home and I'm a vampire, like I have a feeling I could kill every single one of you, like no problem. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. So I, I don't know. That part to me was like, mm, I don't, I don't know if I believe you. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. Because, because it's just, then it's just her and the other guy whose name I 
genuinely cannot remember. Um, and they're fighting some of them as well, right? Yeah, like, she like she, she kills, kills the acolyte. Does she kill the prince? Yeah, does she kill the priest? Yeah, I think so. She like hits uh, him with a hatchet in the shoulder yeah. and then pulls it out and then like slices him across the throat. And then somehow mm-hmm. at the end of all of that, that's how I read it. Maybe I read it wrong. Then at the end of that whole scene, she's like, oh my God, Vale killed a priest. And I'm like, I think you killed a priest. Like, that's how I read that. <laughs> I am so, so that part was a really confusing to me. And then, yeah, Pharaoh, kill, I think his name is Pharaoh, kills like three or four other guys in that time. Mm. Yeah. Did you think that he would turn on her? The Pharaoh or whatever his name is. I thought he was he, going to, yeah. Yeah, me too. I thought that, okay, he's pretending to be on her side until they get there, but that he was just leaving her there for X reason. Yeah. But, well, yeah, and then I'm he, glad he didn't, though. Yeah. Me too. And Vale, like, there's a part there where she's like, I heard a thunk or something, and he, like, pulled out a heart, so I'm assuming that's the priest's heart. But, like, she had already cut, Mm. like, slit his throat and was like, there's something about, like, gargling on your own blood. And I was like, okay. And then Pharaoh is fighting next to her, and I thought that Pharaoh was fighting her and that the heart was Pharaoh's. So I went back and reread that, like, two or three times, because I was like, I don't understand... And then I kept going and I was like, oh, okay. It was someone I was, I'm assuming the priest's heart that he had like pulled out. Mm -hmm. But I thought Pharaoh was fighting her and that he had killed Pharaoh. And that was the the heart because he said he like dropped it next to him. And I was Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. oh no, but it wasn't. So that part got really confusing to me. So yeah, I thought he was going to turn on her too. And I thought he did turn on her and he was dead, but he was still alive. (laughs) (laughs) I was worried. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciated that, you know, she was just a human at that point. So yeah. you did get the line of, I don't even know how I managed to do this. And I hit this guy with an axe or whatever it was. Like, it felt believable, you know? Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, I, I'm i just this meek woman. But actually, here I am, a super fighter when it comes to killing this right. priest. Like, which I would not have believed. So I thought it was well done. Yeah, and Even I- that scene where she's attacked in the... Or, I suppose she is attacked in the woods, yes. Um, yeah, I thought it was going to get a lot darker than it did, but, Same. you know, a good example of the fact that she just doesn't think the way that other people think, because these men are obviously robbing her. She doesn't have anything on her, or, like, she thinks that, well, why don't they take this thing that's obviously more valuable than my clothes? Yeah. But, okay, I guess if you want my clothes, I'll give you my dress. He's like, oh, you poor thing, where is this heading? I really, really hope that they're not all going to, you know, sexually assault you in the yeah, forest. Yeah, yeah. That's where I thought that was going. I absolutely thought that. And I was like, oh, he's going to show up. But I thought that that line was really interesting, too, where he was like, why were you taking off your clothes? And she was like, I don't know. They asked me to. I was like, I don't know. I'm just here. I, I don't know. So I thought that part was really funny. And then she's like, oh, it's just a body. And then she looks and she's like, oh, no, I'm naked. Like, I have different clothes on. He saw me naked. And then he's like, I thought it was just a body. Like, that banter was perfect. It was so good. And it was yeah, funny. Exactly. Like, really making light of this, like, dark situation. And she has that internal monologue, too, where she was like, I wish I was that person that was a warrior or fighter that was like clever mm-hmm. or whatever. Like I'm just a scientist and that's all I have to offer in this moment. And so like, I did like that. And I think she did a great job and I don't know if it's because it was only, you know, a 200 page novella, but her character was so consistent throughout. And I feel like that is rare sometimes in these fantasy novels, especially when they become mm-hmm. something else at the very end. Yeah. 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 I completely agree. I think this was just the right length. Yeah. Like obviously I want to know more about them because they are great characters and they were well written 
I don't think we saw enough of them in the next book. Agreed. So hopefully they'll play an even bigger role later on in the story. But yeah, I think this worked for me just fine. It was a nice little story. It all wrapped up. Yeah. Maybe it could have used a couple more pages. Like let's bring it to like a, around 200 pages or whatever. Just to kind of flesh out the the god curse a little bit more. But I didn't really have many problems with it. Yeah. Were you surprised by her like confession or whatever bargain that she made with the god? Oh, yeah, that she would give back everything that her father asked for. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Something to undo, basically, what her father did. Yeah. So she gave him, like, soil. And did she give him one of the roses? And then herself. And then she was going to, herself, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I liked it. I liked it. Although, at that point, was she doing that because she couldn't make more of the cure? Or because the god was there anyway to smite them because they... The vampire was there, or because Vale had killed the the priest. That's why the yeah, the that's why he was right? supposedly there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I thought I don't know. I thought the part was a little interesting because I was like, her sister was clearly like better and cured, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if that was the drama we needed to like have, but I think it was a good resolution for like all the stuff that was happening with her town, and she never would have left had the town continued to be like you know infected or whatever Mm -hmm. but yeah i was i was that part i agree i wish we had a little bit more of like how all this came to pass and maybe like more of her motivations for her father because my assumption was just that like he couldn't handle losing a daughter on top of losing his wife but there was such a Mm -hmm. gap like she said she was eight when her sister was born her mom died and then she was like 13 when she found him outside so it's like was she Mm -hmm. really dying at 13 like or you know i kind of yeah i wish there was a little bit more of that but i I like but weren't also Weren't the crops failing? Isn't that why he originally went out to do a bargain with the god? Maybe. Because the crops were failing, and so people were dying because they didn't have enough to eat. I think that's what it was. Okay, well, that makes more sense then. Never mind. I'm just being picky at this point. So, because that's what made it then kind of weird that, yes, he, he saved them in the sense of the crops would grow, but he cursed them with a disease, so they were dying anyway. Yeah. And, like, the only thing that would grow was that one rosebush in the whole town? I don't know. That contradicts what I just said about the crops. Yeah, that's what didn't make sense to me. Because they, because she says that, like, they still don't grow. So, but I think you're right. I think there, he went there to ask because, like, the town was failing. It was all very confusing. I wish, just, like, mm-hmm. one more page, perhaps. <laughs> Maybe ten yeah, more pages. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, again, I like that we get gods in this one because I don't feel like we got enough of them in the first one and we got a ton in the second. And I think that's really good if we're going to continue the story and mm-hmm. have the storyline of gods being there. So I did like that we got one in this one because, again, it solidifies a sort of them being a being in this and like the mythology part of it. And mm-hmm. I liked the desperation of her turning. I said this earlier, but I really mm-hmm. liked that. And it wasn't a my sister's dead. Help me, you know, forget about mm-hmm. it and live a life forever. But mm-hmm. I thought it was very weird that her sister just went back home. And she was like, I'll mm-hmm. see you sometime for now. Perhaps maybe in the future. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the war. Have fun. Send letters. Like, it was just so <laughs> weird. I was like, you spent all this time talking about how much you love your sister and how much you want to save her. And then you're like, she has a life back home, though. She's got to she gotta go handle that. I'll see you later. I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah, but I guess it makes sense, right? Because if they're going to the capital or whatever yeah. the city is where they're going, 
where the vampires have taken over. The vampires are fighting each other. It is a coup. It's not really a safe environment for a human, perhaps. Yeah, so definitely. it does kind of make sense to me. It's a convenient way of making us not worry constantly that there's a human running around that we should care about because True. she's related to Lilith. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just thought it was really funny that she spent like an entire book worrying about her sister and then yeah. at the very end was like, well, enjoy the farm town. I'll see you never. <laughs> Gotta go. Yeah. Ta-ta. I'll send yeah. souvenirs. So, but yeah, I, I mean, I think it was really good. I think reading in any order, you could probably read it before and get an idea mm -hmm. of like what's going to happen in Serpent in the Wings at Night. I think you could read in between. I think reading it after. Like I said, I'm very interested to see when the entire series is done. Like, who all the novellas are going to be about and who all the like full length novels are and how it all flushes out. But like, I don't know if I will read it. I might wait until like the whole thing is done before I go into it again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I said this in the previous one. I don't know if I'll continue the series. I, yeah. I enjoyed the novella itself much more than I enjoyed the two main books, but so maybe I'll just stick to the novellas. I don't know. Yeah. Same. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. We'll, we'll see. Maybe I'll maybe I'll have FOMO and I'll, I'll read them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I will just wait until the whole series is out. So if I want to binge it, I can. Mm. And if I don't want to, I don't have to. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what was your uh, what was your star rating for this one? I gave this a four. Nice. Okay. I don't think it was it wasn't quite a five star for me, but like a very solid four. I, I enjoyed it. I had a good time with it. Yeah, same. I gave it a four as well. I agree. I think there was a couple things, but mostly overall, like I really, I, I blew through it. It was good. I liked the mm. vibes. I like, I liked the Beauty and the Beast. It was the closest Beauty and the Beast retelling I think I've ever read. So mm -hmm. personally. Yeah. 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 I mean, I read it a week ago and to be honest, I'm already kind of forgetting like the details, but it's okay. I had a great time as I was reading it. So <laughs> it was vibes, vibes. Vibes all around. It was mostly vibes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I kind of liked as well. I don't know how much this was intentional, but Lilith as a name, I think has quite a lot to do with like vampire lore. So I wonder yeah. if that's what she was also getting at. So I was, when I read the blurb, I thought that she would be the vampire. So it's an, it's an, it was interesting for me in that way as well to bring yeah. that kind of into it. I always question when people call characters Lilith. I'm like, do you know? And like Lucifer and stuff like that. I'm like, do you know who those people were? Like in like mythology and like biblical references. Like, do you know? Mm -hmm. so I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I wonder where this is, how this is gonna play out. And like when she showed up in Ashes, I was like, huh? <laughs> like, who is she? So it'll be interesting yeah. to see where the character goes. Cause yeah, like, is she gonna be? I don't know. Yeah, she's not that relevant. That I think she'll end up being like the mother of demons or something like that. But it, it is always no. Weird. Yeah, I. Like thinking about it now, based on what we know about her from this novella and how smart she is and how she can work well with like combining magic with science, it begs the question, why wasn't she more involved in the story yeah. in the second book, which was so much about like magical objects. Yep. So maybe I'm hoping that she will play a bigger role later on. Yeah, because same. otherwise she's just a very underutilized character. I and feel. like strange that we had a whole book about her. Yeah, and especially because she could add such an interesting point of view of someone who is just turned. Right. Because all the other vampires whom we've met who are turned, they've been vampires for hundreds of years. So right. as much as they're trying to hang on to their humanity, they're not really. 
Yeah. Whereas Lilith has been a vampire for what, a couple of weeks, maybe months. Yeah. So how is she finding that transition would be yeah. interesting to know. I know. I hope she's in the next one for sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, this was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Any final thoughts? Any final thoughts? <laughs> um, Don't really know what else there is to, to say. Yeah, just really like this one. Nice, yeah, short, same. to the point. You didn't, you know, waffle around. That's and... right. <laughs> waffle around. <laughs> I agree. I agree. No, I'm excited to see how many books end up in the series because I have a feeling it's probably going to be more than six. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested, but yeah. we will see. And I would also love to know everybody's thoughts on the other ones and if they liked this du- like novella more than they liked the duology or less. Felt kind of similar to us because it feels like there's a lot of hype and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lie. <laughs> so that's about Agreed. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, where can everyone find you just in case for the third time? <laughs> <laughs> just in case for the third time, if you want to hear more from me, we, well, I am a co-host also on my separate podcast called The Reading Materials. And you can find us on Instagram as at Reading Materials Pod, or we have a website, readingmaterialspodcast.com. So all the contact information is there. We are currently doing a deep dive into Akatar. So if that's your vibe, then go listen to that. I love it. I love that for you. The dedication. (laughs) Quite the deep dive. (laughs) It is quite the deep dive. Um, I mean, I've recorded all the episodes. Akatar is done in terms of recording. So, but I'm still doing the editing. We're in, in the middle of Wings and Ruin right now. And we're doing Crescent City as well. Yeah. In the run up to the third book coming out. So that'll be fun. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. I had so much fun. (laughs) Thanks so much for having me on. What's coming up for you in terms of episodes? That is a great question. I have a couple of author interviews, like two author interviews coming out after this. One is a debut novel. Her name is Nellie Nicole. She wrote Rising. I don't know if you've heard of that one. And then mm-hmm. um, I'm really excited about that one. I loved her book. It was like dystopian, but with magic. So uh, like mm-hmm. end of the world apocalypse, but everybody has like some sort of elemental magic. And then I have yeah. an interview with Craig Johnson, who wrote the Longmire series, which is like, I'm in my mystery cowboy yeehaw era. Yeah. So that's it. Cool. Oh. Well, thanks again for having me on. This was yeah. a fun discussion. This was good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. If you aren't following us, go ahead and follow us on TikTok and Instagram at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And thank you guys again for all of your support. Have a great day.